Welcome to the Partridge Podcast presented by Exodus 4x4. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Parts Room Podcast. I'm your host, Bubba. With, uh, I'm the owner of Exodus 4x4 and uh, our successful, semi, well, mediocrely successful <laughs> YouTube channel. I don't know. People like it. To my right, as always, Ryan Anderson, my right-hand man here at the shop. And coming as remote from Jinx, Oklahoma, or Tulsa, whatever you want to call it, uh, Tony Payne, who also has a YouTube channel called Trail Cartel. He knows a lot about IT and Specifically Jeeps. I consider him my Jeep expert because he's owned quite a few Jeeps in over several years and decades. Correct? Yeah. I have a problem. You have a problem. Now you have a Bronco. I have another problem. <laughs> yeah, now you created some other, some other problem. So uh, now we've done our, uh, our, our introductions. We talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is social media. And uh, how important is it? This came up uh, in my mind the other day as I'm searching for some stuff online and and just kind of digging through and seeing what people's opinions are on, on so, something and uh, nothing very specific actually. I was just kind of poking around and I realized, um, ironically, that that's actually a pretty decent topic because uh, I don't feel like it may be as relevant. Some aspects of social media are not as relevant as they used to be and others are more important than they used to be and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about this week. And ironically, I feel like the podcast is actually um, maybe not in off-road. I don't feel like maybe the podcast is as as uh, prevalent or as dominating as some of the other mediums, medias, and social media. And that's kind of what I'm going to throw around to you guys today and talk about it. Maybe see what listeners think about it, too. Tony, what Hello. do you think about social media nowadays? And, and what I mean is, do you look in the same places now that you looked maybe five years ago? I don't. Originally, you know, I was active on the forums. And I wouldn't say I was active. I was a lurker. I was one of those guys that just read. Didn't really post a lot. But um, Project JK was one of my favorite places to go um, in the beginning when the JK first came out. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first saw videos of, like, Eddie and Mel and those guys doing trips. And, you know, they were pretty pretty nice Jeeps at the time for the side. And that, that got me really interested. And that's when I started following, like, Way of Life, as, as it turned into, and uh, the JK experience. And, and I think those initially were my major influencers. Those were the ones that made me want to build a big Jeep, made me want to do things different, um, have one that I could drive across the country, do things like that. Nowadays, and we, and we can unpack that, but nowadays I'm not sure – you know, what I watch and why I watch it. I, I watch a lot of overlanding stuff, but I'm not into it, but I, I get attached to some of the characters and I'm uh, wondering what they're doing, but I don't watch a lot of social media to figure out what my parts are and uh, figure out how I want to wheel. You know, I'm fortunate enough to get out there and do it. And I learn a lot from watching uh, you will Ryan will Pat will those guys that we go out with um, a lot of the times. That's really where I'm seeing, seeing the stuff the first person working. So for me, um, that side of social media doesn't really serve a purpose for me anymore. I don't really learn anything um, by watching it. I, it's more entertainment to me. And there's some great entertainment out there that I'm not being smart ass about. I mean, I really like some of those channels. Yeah. So. Let's be honest. The internet is still pretty relatively, it's really young. 20 years, you think? Yeah. Two decades? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. I feel like people use it a hell of a lot more in the last 10 years than they did in the first 10 years. Right? So there's this. Yeah, for sure. This progression. YouTube really changed. For what we're talking about, YouTube, when it became hot, yeah, um, 
yeah, I really kind of changed how things were. In MySpace, I remember that being real big, <laughs> you know, in the very, yeah. uh, say, the internet. When did I really start using the internet? Well, I guess I was around 2001. Uh, really yeah. started kind of using it more. Uh, didn't really use it to look up stuff and figure things out. I think it was more for shopping uh, in that time. Uh, I remember yeah. being overseas uh, in the military and using it to order stuff. So when I got home, it was actually there. As far as using it to actually access information and people sharing information, I don't think that came along until a little bit later on. And then, you know, then the social media pages started showing up like MySpace and a little bit later, I guess, Facebook wasn't long after mm -hmm. that. I don't know. I don't know the history of that. But and then I would say like really in the last 10 years, I guess primarily, right? Like that's where people go to now for their information. But there was still a ton of information that was be putting that was getting put on there, and that's where people were going for it was the forums. But it seems like that's shifted from the forums, and now people just go straight to YouTube. I agree. Yeah, yeah? I'm a big YouTube it's a good, watcher. It's a good search engine. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, a lot of people don't understand this. I mean, it's not a secret that YouTube and Google are the same thing and that they, they, their algorithms are working together. Like Google is not so much of a search engine as it is a, a surveillance, you know, and, I, and, and that's a nasty way of putting it, right? Uh, well, because I heard somebody else talk about it that way and described it and I was like, wow, is that true? But it is true because we know we know that we're getting ads pushed in our face by, by Google, right? So it's it's watching us and learning from us and putting information in front of us that we think we want to see. Uh, so that's why YouTube is so, I don't know, Ryan, what's the word? It's not addicting, but it's. I, I mean, that would be the word. I, I watch video after video. and uh, Do you find yourself that when you go on YouTube and you start watching a video and then it suggests one it puts in front of you that you just keep watching it? Over um, I don't, you know, I don't know if I follow the suggestions. I mean, I guess I do because ultimately that suggestions are what pop up on my main page to begin with. Those are all suggestions based upon what I've watched before. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I do follow suggestions. But, yeah, I can sit there and watch YouTube for hours, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like a lot of people come out of it. They're, you're an expert at everything. At oh, well, yeah, point, exactly. You, know? <laughs> you see the jokes, the YouTube yeah. certified mechanic yeah. looks like the ASC exactly. certified. Obviously, uh, we believe in that, too, because we have a YouTube channel. And, hey, uh, we hit 20,000 subscribers this week. Hey. Yay. But we're not a YouTube channel like like Way of Life and Light Bright and Trail Recon, those guys. We're different. We're a shop. We just we share things that we do here. We share information. We're not adventure um I don't know what you want to go. You adventure influencers, whatever. I don't I don't consider myself a YouTube influencer. But we have well, obviously my YouTube channel though does have influence. And it's apparent because we get people that come from all over the country here for work. So it's a very extremely powerful tool the scary part about youtube for me and even the podcast is that whenever you put something out there you know you're going to get judged and so okay. I, you know i think that the personalities of people that are that are on social media and you yourself tony uh, you know this it takes a it, it takes a certain amount of courage to not care about being judged by so many people out there just because somebody's on youtube doesn't mean they're an expert it just means that they don't right. care what people think about them sometimes. We have to be very careful, very selective and about what we're taking in from it because it may not be accurate. 
So how do you distinguish these things, guys? Oh, I you know I go off of views if it uh, has a lot of views, but then again that could be it just pops up at the top for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and that depends on what I'm looking for. You know, if I'm trying to DIY something, that's important to me. How many views or likes or something like that has on it? That's important to me. Yeah. So if you don't have that natural power of discernment, like where you can listen to something or watch it and immediately spot the bullshit then (laughs) the next step would be i guess going to look at kind of reading the comments seeing who's saying what so my next question is if we've gone from forums from forums we try we sort of progressed into the youtube do you feel like also at the same time because this is kind of how i feel that people sort of left the forums and are focusing more on the facebook groups than they are on the forums as well as YouTube. They're kind of drifting both back and forth between YouTube and Facebook groups. Well, I'm kind of new to come back to Facebook. I took a big break from it. Yeah, me too. That's why I'm asking. Is this something new? <laughs> I, I just found one yesterday. You know, you sent me a link to that Bronco um, 6G group, and I joined it, but I didn't even know it existed. So for me, I don't I don't push on Facebook too hard. Um, and mm-hmm. I, so... I don't like Facebook a whole lot, to be honest with you. It's nothing to do political or them monitoring me or whatever. I just think a lot of people front on it and, you know, for family and personal stuff that I look at and friends like, man, nobody's life's really like this, man. I I woke up today and I didn't want to go to work and my day was miserable and bad things happened. And I can't just post a picture of it, you know, from Bahamas last year. Yeah. So it's, in my opinion, I feel the same way. Like I, I benefit almost nothing from Facebook. I don't feel like I gain any traction there. I don't gain any, um, I don't really gain any work from Facebook. I really don't understand why I deal with it as much as I do. Uh, other than it's purely entertainment for me, but it's interesting to kind of watch some of the stuff that people are talking about on there. Like in, uh, in specifically in the Broncos in the Jeep jail and gladiator, there's like a diesel page that I follow that I kind of, I kind of, just observe and listen, you know, not listen, but read some of the stuff people are, some of the stuff that they're going through. So it's, for me, it's a, it's a bit of good research that's being put in front of me that, you know, whatever I can get what I want from it, but I try not to participate in it too much because like you said, oftentimes, man, it just turns into a dog pile, but yeah, you're right. Like Facebook is a wasteland to me and Twitter's a wasteland like that. Those aren't important social media. In fact, I think they're a complete waste of my time. For the most part, it's pure entertainment at this point and a little bit of research. Like I can dive into those and I can, I can do a little bit of research and feel, you know, some feedback of some other products that other people are putting out. I can kind of get a good feel about what's going on there a little bit easier than I can digging through YouTube. The problems I have with YouTube and when it comes to feedback on a product, for example, is finding somebody that didn't get the product for free. Okay, that there isn't some sort of unbiased or some sort of biased opinion about a product because they got it for free and they made a video on it out of in exchange for the free product. And whoever that person is, their strength uh, in subscriber counts or views per video or whatever, obviously the ones that have more of that tend to get more of that treatment where they get sent free parts or in exchange for a video. That's why I have a hard time going to YouTube 
for feedback on products. Ryan, what do you think about, do you agree with that statement? Do you feel that way too? Or do you think I'm being a little bit too? No, I agree with that completely. I mean, okay. yeah, these people are definitely getting stuff for free and they're saying, oh, it's the best I've ever had. And, you know, and, and is... before you go any further, we do not get that. Like we don't no. do that shit. Uh, we pay for products. Do we get a better deal on products because we're a shop? Of course we do. But we don't get a better deal on products because we're going to make a video on it. We make up a video on a product. We're, we're trying to actually inform people of, you know, because we've made video videos on products that weren't favorable to the manufacturer. And yep. we do that because I don't give a shit what the manufacturer thinks. Personal experience, you know? Well, it's... People it's, need to know about it. Who am I? And what am I? If I'm not being honest about things, I need to be truthful in everything yep. I do. And it's just too easy to be truthful. And if it's yeah. gonna it's gonna hurt some feelings when we go up, this is not. This just happens to be a good curry sticker, and I liked it. And, <laughs> I like curry. Well. I'm uh, not. Uh, this isn't product placement within. Uh, <laughs> you hide your cup. That's right. <laughs> Turn it around. You know, um, I think I think a case in point might be you know the prime example that comes to mind when you think about influencers being influenced. And well, before is, you say anybody, we're not. Gonna no, I'm not going to say a name. Okay. All right, I'm going to name a brand. Patagonia tires. I don't think anybody ever thought that those were world-class tires. And all of a sudden everybody yeah. and their dog was running that tire yeah. raving about it. And it's a great price point tire, but it's not a great tire. I think it's a good tire for somebody that just off roads. Uh, it's not one that I've seen do well. Of course we can have a, a totally different topic podcast yeah. on that, on the subject of tires itself. But to touch on that, yeah, you're correct. It was a lot of people just all of a sudden came out of nowhere and they're pushing this tire that had been around, wasn't a new tire. They just got a new marketing director at, at Milestar. And, uh, apparently, and, he's, he, and he or she was good at her job. And did damn good job of, of <laughs> damn picking, good job. picking the Giving right. out lots of sets of tires. Yeah. To the right people. Yeah. I don't know if they were free, but I would assume for what they cost in retail, they were probably free to a lot of those people. Yeah, buy, yeah they were like, buy one, get four free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> free shipping. But no, you're absolutely right. It's like, what are the odds that this tire just fell from the heavens to bless us all and save us all from the evil tire manufacturers that were overcharging? It has to be too good to be true, right? And yeah. I would say it was. I mean, like I said, I get guys that come here with 10,000 miles on them and they hate them. So I was about to say after 10,000 miles, the dream was over. Yeah, they absolutely hate those tires and they want to take them off. And they and I'm like, why don't you save them, put something good, put a good nitto on there or be of good rich or something and run that. And then when you want to go on the trail, swap them out that day or that Friday night or whatever. Because I wouldn't say they're a terrible off-road tire. I just think they're, they're, not a, they're not a multi-purpose tire. They don't wear well. Do not wear well. Good example of youtube it's a you know it's a good influencing people yeah Yeah. and not just youtube is instagram as well i feel like instagram's sort of fallen off i don't think it's as important as it as it once was when it was new Mm -hmm. i personally only go to instagram for because companies when they release their new stuff typically will put it on instagram yeah it's easy instagram is super easy to put content on they can help you make the product look really good really fast in front of a lot of people so that was the point of instagram and it's still i mean to this day i forget about instagram i probably haven't posted anything on instagram in a few weeks because I forget about it. You know, it's it's nothing for me to walk out in the shop and snap a picture or something and, and put it on Instagram. 
and get some likes off of it. But I don't feel like, again, I don't feel like that's something that we pull a lot of. Would it benefit? It doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably wastes five minutes of my day if I did a post every day. Right. So it's yeah. not like I'm losing a whole lot by doing it. But do I feel like that's where people are going for information? Not at all. Like you just said, I don't, I feel like people go in there. It's the old TikTok, you know, it's it, people just scrolling through, you know, and the, the good thing about it is it seems like it's a little bit harder for people to shit post on Instagram. For some reason, the people that are on Instagram aren't as offensive as the people on Facebook. Uh, maybe it's the old guard of Facebook that are still holding on. Uh, but I'm on IG Instagram more than I'm on anything else. And, um, would you say more than not YouTube? I, uh, I would say, yeah, I'll spend more time. I post a certain. lot on Instagram. I see it all the time. Okay. Yeah. I sift through Instagram a lot, but that's where, you know, and it's, it always sounds like I have this love affair with this Bronco. I don't. I just don't know much about it, so I talk about it a lot. But that's where I go to see, like, what ADV is doing, what Cambird's doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, this new stuff that they're having a really good time i think with instagram because they can they can throw up some teaser pictures of the new hardtop or the fenders and it gets me excited it lets me know what's going on and i don't have to sift through a shit ton of crap like i do sometimes on facebook and there's really not enough information to do a whole youtube video about it although there are people getting the full kit now installed so i, I expect to see that uh, opinion piece <laughs> soon but yeah i spend more time on instagram than anything but i don't get i don't think they're return on investments there if you're looking like no i don't for me and i think what it's I, do. I think you guys both have a good point it's a good place for products to to get announced fast it's cleaner you know what i mean it's a little bit cleaner than facebook is uh it's easier to put stuff in front of people uh, i think right now for me it's easier for me to follow people at koh or king of the hammers uh it's easier for me to watch kind of get updates from there and see what's going on then if it was on Facebook or YouTube, it's just a it's an easier access, I guess. It gets me more to the point faster. So I guess that that's the yeah. benefit of Instagram. And I think we can agree that Facebook is just garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, I still like Facebook. Uh, you're an outlier. <laughs> you're not there yet. I, well, it's mainly for me. It's for you know family and friends and stuff. Yeah, like that. that's no, what no, I use but, it okay. for. But that's not, that's different. Nothing to do with business. Let's there, let's yeah. let's. Remember, this is uh, we're separating work and pleasure here. So, yes. if you're looking for products and stuff like that, you're probably not shopping much on Facebook for it as much as you are Instagram and YouTube. If we've progressed from in the early days of the internet, from MySpace and Facebook, and then I don't know, there's a, probably a large gap. When did Instagram come along? Instagram was uh, 2010. So we've seen Instagram around for 11, 12 years. It's holding on, but I don't think it's. I think TikTok. It's really challenged it. Twitter was actually before that at 2006. Well, there you go, Tony. Yeah. I guess if, if that's the, the evolution of things is going from those media and now we're in YouTube, what is the next thing after YouTube? And could we even predict it? Would, it, would anybody have ever known how popular YouTube is? And do, by the way, fun fact, do you know how YouTube even got started? I Tony knows. I do not. Oh, not. you're in for a good, that you'll, and you'll enjoy this. It's quite it's quite funny. And there's a movie on Hulu right now that um, uh, that goes along with it. So go ahead, Tony. Explain to everyone who's listening how YouTube even got started. Do you guys remember Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee? Of course. Of course we do. Do you remember their first episode into making movies? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
it was very hard to find. It kept getting taken down. So these guys created a uh, place for people to upload that video so that everybody can watch it. And it wouldn't get censored. Yep. That was how it started, really? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, YouTube started because of Tommy Lee's wanker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was because of him so much as it was her. <laughs> but anyways. Tony's dream. And then, it is my dream. Yeah. Well, who would have who would have predicted that would have happened? Who would have predicted you could take videos that you literally made on your phone, upload them to the internet in a place like YouTube or your VHS in that case, and upload it to the internet in a way that it would become viral and you know everybody would see it? And then I don't know the whole story about those guys. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've heard the same story you've heard, and I don't know how much money they made off of that deal when they sold it. I don't know how many times it's been sold before Google ended up with it, but you see what they did. They created something and then Google made it powerful because again, they're sharing those analytics with each other, their own, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. It's a super powerful tool. Is there anything that could compete with that? I mean, and keep in mind right now, we're talking on another medium of social media, which is the podcast in itself is something else. Is it going to be, is it going to be this meta thing? Is it going to be the virtual reality, the oh, immersion? Man, I didn't even think putting about a, that. Putting cameras in your off-road vehicle that people can feel like they're riding beside you. I mean, what's the... Or you know? is it cheaper to go into the metaverse and build your off-road vehicle and go off-roading? And I mean, I know that sounds stupid. Yeah. To, some, to most people yeah. listening, you think that Same sounds plane. stupid. Yeah. But, you know, what was... T- tell me, Ryan... How much does a, a lot next to Snoop Dogg cost in the metaverse? Did you? Aren't know. you the one that told me that? No, that was not me. No, but I, you know, I, okay. Well, I, some guy, I heard some guy paid like four hundred fifty thousand dollars to build his virtual house next to Snoop Dogg's in the metaverse. I don't oh, know if that number's yeah. accurate or not, but are you gonna look it up? Wow, I don't know if I'd ever do something like that. But yeah, like. Tony's videos, he does, you know, the adventure videos, uh, the yeah. trail cartel. And yep. I mean, I can enjoy something that I haven't been to watching it through his videos. So, I mean, I understand. I get that part of it as, as far as what you're talking about is sitting in the passenger seat, so to speak. But that's spotting. The, yeah. Spotting from. Well, the podcast the lens of a that, camera, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I mean, the good thing about podcast is you can you can jump in, the, in your car or whatever and you can listen to this anytime, anywhere. And if, yeah. if you're one of those people that just enjoys how beautiful I am and Ryan's beard and Tony's beard, uh, that uh, you can watch it on Spotify. But I think the podcast is generated more to people that are just working like and they need that background uh, noise or whatever they it, it's I don't think this is going to be the place I don't think this will ever replace YouTube I don't know what can replace YouTube but that's a good theory Tony I like that yeah I'm not an influencer I don't consider myself an influencer I do have a YouTube channel and you learn I like to personally learn a lot about what you like making like Ryan said doing the adventure videos I enjoy the adventure videos I don't enjoy the product reviews or the install videos as much like if I have a major problem like death wobble I don't mind I'm making a video about that because it's a pain in my ass and yeah. you know, I got a hold of you when we when we fixed it. So, so like that, but my favorite stuff to do is the vlog to get somebody like you or, or one of the racers in the car and just visit with them yeah. and talk about while we're hauling ass down a dirt road. That, that first person stuff is where I really enjoyed being. I think that's where I want to go with it, which would also lend to having both podcasts would be nice doing them out in the field. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, the podcast is fun to do. It's more fun, in, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of times, it's more fun to just sit down and bullshit with you guys. And if we, if we're lucky enough to have somebody stop by and bullshit with them, it's more fun to me than making the YouTube videos. Unless I'm doing the adventure stuff where I'm going out and actually participating in some off-roading and stuff like that, and we're videoing it, then this is more fun for me. So, I mean, but I kind of like what you said about the metaverse. And the more I think about it while you're talking, I was kind of thinking about this. You know, not everybody's going to be able to go run the Rubicon Trail. But if you could do it virtually in something that you built uh, in your virtual garage where you could literally almost build whatever. And imagine if the AI was so strong that it could make up for stuff like uh, rocks rolling out from underneath you while you're on an obstacle, your suspension articulating yeah. exactly the way, uh, almost exactly the way it would, and creating some of the fail, you know, allowing it to have failures, you know, in the vehicle, oh, like yeah. breaking U-joints or axle shafts or popping a bead, you know. Imagine if all that stuff, I mean, you could turn stuff on and off, like uh, almost like a video game that you're living in, you know, like your multiplayer games that you yeah. play. That's what I was um, going to compare it to. So it's not silly, Ryan, to I, say, now I'm calling you out, you video gaming son of a uh, bitch. That's what I'm out. Yeah, like he, Ryan likes to play video games. Yeah, uh, he's a grown-ass man, likes to play video games. But anyways. <laughs> uh, let's, call up, let's call up Dave from uh, Northridge and tell him we want to start the meta line of Northridge Parts. Where oh, there we you go. The people who are going to build or it. Maybe we need to start the 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 meta there you go the Screw day. sorry yeah. Dave, you're out we just cut you in out in fact let's just We're shut this podcast down right now before anybody uh no um south ridge four by four now <laughs> south ridge <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that i mean that's that's not out of the realm of possibility and now when you think about it like that is it really that ridiculous i mean to people that that the purists that believe that you should go out and experience it that's true but beyond you you have to be honest not everybody out there can afford that life Right. And there's people that live in other countries that, and, and us. I mean, what if you could off road in Dubai? Oh, yeah. And, car, you know, go out in sand dunes and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's, of course, it's not the same thing. But let's say somebody had it set up where you could pay 25 bucks and you could sit in a VR, you know, in uh, a seat and, you know, have the wheel and the gas pedals and everything like that. And it almost feel like you're sitting in a, in a, in a Jeep Wrangler. And running dunes or, you know, a, a Bronco or something like that. I mean, would you, wouldn't you pay for it? Wouldn't you try it out? I know oh, yeah. Ryan would. I, 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 I mean, I pay 60 bucks for a game. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, 25 bucks seems like a deal. And it's just purely entertainment. It's not, it's not, and when you do it, or if I was to do what we're talking about right now, I wouldn't look at it as a, as a replacement necessarily uh, for the real thing. But truth be told, am I ever going to go to one of these other countries? Uh, maybe, but a doubtful. Um, no, I'd pay good money if you'd put me in a haptic suit and stick me in one of those 3D machines and let me ride with, like, Vaughn. There you go. At KOH and yeah, take what all, if you could all do the that. abuse. Yeah. I'd pay. Yeah, yeah, what if they could I'd do pay. that? They had the camera set up, in the, in, in, you know, on that side of the vehicle where you could literally um, ride the entire race with one of these guys and say that you, you signed up. Man, that's a good idea, actually. You signed up with yeah, Ultra 4. and Ultra we Four. first. Copyright. Yep. <laughs> Dave Cole, it's my idea. Uh, the camera's in the vehicle pointed out, and you, and you get to virtually ride along with the race leaders. Dude, they could put you in the obstacles where people are having a hard time, and you could actually watch that happen from inside the vehicle, just like as mm -hmm. if you were riding or, in fact, driving the vehicle yourself. Like, you couldn't control the vehicle. But what if you could? What if you could watch from the vehicle 
what the driver's doing and experience almost experience it. Let's say 90% of the people that are, uh, like to go and watch KOH or, you know, watch it from the, the live stream, that would be a really cool experience that, you know, if somehow they could incorporate that and maybe, you know, five years they'll have the bandwidth out there that they could do something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. It'd be a hit. If you wanted to do, do clips, you could ride with Cody. Yeah. If you wanted to, if you really had, if you were really clanking, jump in with Cody and see what happens. <laughs> so <laughs> Again, it, it's one it's, position gap though. It's not as dumb as it sounds when you talk about that virtual experience of some of this stuff. Uh, and maybe that's where it's going. What if the AI was strong enough that you could keep changing out part? Let's say you always go every year to the same place. Let's say you're in Moab and you're always having a hard time getting over uh, a certain obstacle there. You know, there's one that you couldn't, you've never been able to kill and you've never made it through Pritchett Canyon, right? What if you could virtually recreate that same scenario back home and you could keep changing out parts virtually in yeah. that, in that until you found something that maybe worked better? I mean, I don't know how that were. I mean, that, that's oh, man, that's a, that's a kick-ass idea. So you buy a, you buy a new, uh, you know, 392 Wrangler or you buy a new, Bronco, and with that, you get a meta version of it. Well, and you and can you do can, the meta upgrades. Yeah, you can change, you can upgrade it until you know you feel like you've reached the point of that in in virtual reality where it's doing what you you want it to do. And now, you know, with the understanding that that's not the real world, but at least you kind of have a good idea of of what you could do, what it would look like, what it would sort of perform like. I mean, if you could create something like that. I think that it would be a pretty popular idea. It looks like the bear wants Here. to speak. Y'all are literally talking about video games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we no, we are. Yeah, uh, that's one hundred percent. These, this has been around. I mean, you know, not, not the way that you're talking about as far as virtual reality. Mm -hmm. That's you know, you got like Oculus Rift or whatever that is that's coming out, but or that came out years ago. But uh, yeah, y'all are literally describing video games where you can build a vehicle and yeah. do different. It's literally a video game. Yeah, I know that. I, I know. Ryan. Okay, so what's the difference between a video game and the metaverse? Then? Ryan. You got me. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, that's, to me, what that is. Yeah. Yeah, what you're talking about, yeah, it's a video game where we could try stuff out. Um, but if you could, if it was actually realistic, the problem with what you're talking about doing is oftentimes in the video games, uh, the let's say, for instance, you're playing something like Call of Duty, right? And you're shooting a certain gun. Well, that gun's not actually performing the way it would in the real world. I promise right. you, because it's not taking in all uh, into effect all the uh, the elements, the externals, natural variables. Yeah, the natural variables. I'm talking about something far more sophisticated, which I think is the metaverse is going to uh, create, where it's it's going to take into account all those different things, but allow you to recreate like i said scenarios very specifically and then you would be able to build your rig out uh to sort of perform it could just kind of let you try things out virtually yeah. and then but not in a sense like a video game where because a video game to me is not realistic i'm hoping that if something like this were to be created that it would be more realistic and then like the ultra four experience that would be really cool where you know, people could wear VR goggles and, and ride along and and experience stuff that they will never, ever yeah. be able to experience because either they physically can't. Like, I could never experience that because my back, uh, I don't feel like my back would hold up 
it, or I would cause more long-term damage to my body because of that, my back. It's not something that I'm ever going to do as much as I want to, as much as I crave that. I can't do it. But I would totally be on board with jump, you know, put some VR goggles and, and experience that because am I going to feel it? No, but at least I can see it. And maybe technology will get more advanced where they have, you know, some kind of uh, way to, to feel it as well. Almost well, as good. I mean, they do, where you can actually be in a seat yourself. I think that's what he was talking about earlier, the 3D machine. No, I mean, like, do you, they have suits that you can put on and you well, feel like certain things? I, mean, I guess you can wear whatever you want. But that's yeah. what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, do you, I want to feel called the, haptic suit. the jarring effects of going through a whoop section or something like that, you know, like in, in a poorly tuned off-road vehicle. Uh, <laughs> would you feel... Would you feel it? Because in a finely tuned vehicle, you're probably not going to feel very much, right? <laughs> but the metaverse thing, I think that's a cool thing. I don't know that it's going to replace YouTube as far as information goes. I just, it's been really hard. I've thought about it for a, a good year. I've, I've kind of dwelled back and forth on this subject, uh, whether or not YouTube is here forever or what's going to replace it. When CDs replaced cassette tapes, we didn't have any idea we would be moving music around on flash drives and then we don't even do that anymore everything's wireless can't say that youtube's here forever and that it's irreplaceable because we only know what we know so and i don't know enough about metaverse to even explain it i just know it seems I to be a no, hot item yeah i don't know either i don't care enough to look into it to be honest. i don't either I, I think i'm at a point in my life where it's not something i want to waste my time learning because i just don't it's not my life so it, that's not the world that I grew up in. I don't want my kid to grow up in that world either. Ryan, what do you do? You have any thoughts on the metaverse? I don't have any thoughts on the metaverse, but I did look at it. It was four hundred fifty-eight thousand for the house next to Snoop Dogg. I did look. At uh, so I was right. Yeah, you were right. Damn, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Wow. Some no. dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> it literally said an unnamed person when I looked it up. Yeah, yeah I would I'd keep it that way. If I, I would too. Yeah, I would not want anybody to know that he paid four hundred fifty-eight thousand real. U.S. dollars. Yes, to live. Yes, digitally next door to Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine. But we were just talking about yesterday. People selling those little digital. Oh, the NFTs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, the NFT, we're which I don't understand. Same NFTs. Or same idea. We're selling, you know, Bitcoin. Yeah, that's another, you know, one that I'm I struggle with. Oh, shut up. You're not even involved in that as much as I you struggle understanding it. That's my biggest thing is I struggle understanding hey, it. Hey, we're it's actually coming back up a little bit today. Oh well. Hopefully this yeah, trend sticks. Okay, well, I mean, we've covered most things. Uh, you know, what do we think the future of social media is? Now, I mean, that's that could transcend a lot of different, not just the off-road industry, but a lot of different everything. You could do almost anything in the metaverse. That's that's cool. Specifically to the off-road industry. Let's just pretend and be realistic, not pretend, but be realistic for a second, that the metaverse is probably not going to dominate uh, the off-road industry's attention very much. Um, whether you're a consumer or a retailer, you have to assume that YouTube is going to be very strong, even for the next five years. Because I don't know, Tony, you're a tech guy. Do you see anything out there that is coming up that could possibly take its place? Not yet. And I feel like as long as Google controls most of the digital information, that that's the way it's going to stay, right? And I, I don't think Rumble is going to put a damn YouTube. No, honestly. but even then, it's just another it's just another website, right? It's not like same it's, idea, different platform. Yeah, yeah same same shit, different bucket. Yeah, so smaller bucket. 
Um, a lot smaller. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that we're probably YouTube is here for a, a good while until Google, who's the king of the internet, uh, decides to let something else take its place. And YouTube, I'm is sure it'll buy it and present it to us when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch for the guys out there that are trying to start something up and and you know, that that'll probably be the thing that Google swallows next and uh, exploits. Where do podcasts You listen stand? to a lot more podcasts than I do. Why is that? I don't know. Why don't, don't you listen to podcast? I don't know. Is, is it, it the format? Is it the listening to it or is it the watching stuff? Cuz you watch yeah. a lot of YouTube. Yes, and maybe that's just maybe that's just it for me. It's a visual thing. I, you know, like you know, I have to see it i guess if that makes any sense i don't know you're a light the audio kind of guy, book right? to the movie oh if that makes any sense <sighs> you know and that was where you know i could see that for us maybe well but we have we offer do offer the video you know and yeah. that's ultimately when i go back and i you know because i watch it i don't mind i do watch our podcast i'm one of the views you and your mom. Yeah. Yeah. We have, family gathering. yeah we have a family <laughs> gathering. God bless life. Cheryl Anderson. But yeah, I always watch it on Spotify just because I can see video then too, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, I didn't even know that was a, an option until you told me about it, but that's just, you know, how I do it. So wait, you've been in this podcast and didn't know it was a video? No, I did not know that that was an option that Spotify had. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I've listened to stuff on Spotify before. I didn't realize that there was a video option. Well, it's not widely available to everybody. Uh, we are quite special. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Apparently. I don't know. I had to apply for the video thing, and, and uh, we were selected. So I don't know if – I mean, everybody could get selected. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know what the criteria necessarily was to be awarded the opportunity to upload video to Spotify. But – well, Tony, whatever it is before, I assure you, we raise the bar. Yeah. 100%. Oh, not much. <laughs> yeah. Not much. Rogan, thankful we're on here with him. <laughs> we're making up for all the uh, the ex- exodus of people. Uh, huh? uh, the uh, the Neil Youngs and the Joni yep. Mitchell fans leaving Spotify. We're filling the gap um, yep. single-handedly, keeping Rogan propped up. Tony, what's your opinion on podcasts like do you get information from podcasts or is it just yeah, bullshit? A, like for, no, I, I listen to a lot of like dark net diaries and stuff like that. I listen to it podcasts and they're very educational. Yeah. And uh, I do a lot of driving. So and I pop one in and listen to it and trip goes faster and I learn something on the way. So when it comes to, um, podcasts, I like one that's educational and entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I do like some of Rogan's, podcasts and mm-hmm. i like a lot of the you know the it sabotage and hacking podcasts i love listening to those okay so you like nerd shit is what i heard <laughs> that's what i gathered I love, nerd shit. I, together. <laughs> I listen to I, I listen to it purely out of inter- entertainment most of the time I, uh, if i listen to podcasts it's usually i do get information from it but i think right now i mean i think i'm I'm a lot like a lot of other people out there that are listening to, like, say, Rogan, and I listen to that because I'm interested in somebody that's on there and is talking about a controversial topic. 
and that's somebody that's on there that I feel like they have a lot of expertise or whatever to offer. So I'll listen to it for that. But I spend a lot of time on the road too, like running around, getting parts, stuff like that. So I have the 45 minutes to an hour time to kill a lot of times for a podcast. And I think you do too. And I think Ryan doesn't. Yeah. I think that's why Ryan hasn't fallen into the podcast groove as easily as, as other people. As soon as the Simpsons are on there, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Simpsons. <laughs> I think it more along the lines that you don't have a lot of time for podcasts because you're not on the road quite as much as a lot of other people are. I think that's when most people find the time to do it is in the car or at work. They'll put them in. Maybe they have that luxury. But I don't think this is where people are getting necessarily their information on, on products and stuff like that. I guess my question would be to people listening, would people that are listening to this podcast be interested in us talking about specific products that are available that aren't as mainstream? I'm not going to talk about gears, tires. Well, we might talk about tires, but... I don't know. I, I don't know if that would be, uh, you know, that would draw somebody's attention for, you know, 30, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, I think so. I mean, actually, I think that would be fun. It's a, a lot of the crap that we talk about outside the podcast. We'll go down a rabbit hole on upper control arms and lower control arms. And yeah. This kit versus that kit. And so well, I mean, product stuff. reviews. Is there is there a place for a podcast off-road wise where we do a specific product review? Like, say, uh, a locker or, you know, not let's talk about lockers, but let's review this locker. Like, is there a place for that in podcast or is this, is that just boring? I feel like you do that more on your YouTube channel. Yeah. And I think that's where people go for that information. So that's I think where the I podcast go. is more just casual conversation, people listening in on what we're talking about. Exactly. I don't think that they're going to tune in for products. Being a fly on the wall, so that's, to speak. That is, yeah, that's exactly what I'm why I want listening to like Darknet Diaries and some of those other podcasts is for that specific reason, because they'll set up a scenario of a breach or an attack, and then they'll talk about what they use to detect it and fix it. So it's a little bit of both. It's entertaining, and there's a, a conversation between two people about that product. And so, you know, maybe maybe there's a group of people that would want to hear, you know, maybe why I wouldn't run an Oxlock, and maybe you would, and why ARB is good, and why ARB is also pain in the ass at times so yeah most of the time it's pain yeah it it sometimes works uh totally different podcast right right well i think i think for the most part uh like we've established the podcasts are fun they're entertaining and people get some value out of it but i don't think it's where people are shopping i think that's where youtube is at and i think it's that's why it's going to stay where it's at i think it gets more sophisticated it gets a little bit more sophisticated every day. Don't you feel like they're working on it all the time to, uh, to, to make it a little bit better for our experience? Yeah, I heard there's a, I mean, I read a little article that YouTube may be trying to revive its podcast platform. I think it had one originally and uh -huh. it didn't, it didn't latch on. And I'm, I mean, somebody fact check like that, but um, in one of the little insider deals that we get with the YouTube channel, they were talking about bringing that back. And, uh, you know, if they bring podcasts back, like they do the, the video channels and they're trying to do shorts and they're trying to do a lot of ID yeah. stuff. So I'm sure they see Spotify over there doing all this stuff with music and podcasts and they're not getting a piece of that pie. They're going to go after it. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think they, you know, anybody, well, the guys at Google or whoever it is, uh, they want to dominate everything and they don't like sharing their, their 
market with Spotify at all. So I would see that we should see the podcast coming back. And for people that have ever wondered why, I don't know if, you know, we probably bring this up every now and then, but for people that wonder why aren't we posting the videos of the podcast on YouTube, it's because the algorithms in YouTube will actually kill the YouTube channel because no, but most people are not going to sit and watch this podcast. They're going to listen to it. And when YouTube sees that somebody's watching something, a video, let's say the podcast is, if the podcast is an hour and a half long. Okay. Cause we've done something like that. Okay. So let's say we post a video, a, a podcast video on YouTube. That's an hour and a half long. And you know, people get in there and they find it boring or whatever. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's hard for somebody to actually commit to watching a video for an hour and a half, uh, no matter what. So if, the algorithm sees that people are checking out on that video relatively early on in the video, then they then they think it's not interesting and they'll they'll they won't push it. And the more you put that out there, and the more you you let's say if you put one out every week like that, and people just are checking out after ten minutes of an hour and a half video, then the algorithm is going to kill your channel eventually. So that's why we don't post the video. We'll post highlight videos or something just to let people know that the video is available. You know that the podcast is now available and. Um, that you, you can go watch the whole thing on Spotify. Spotify doesn't, it doesn't have any impact on our YouTube channel whatsoever. So that's why we upload the video to Spotify and the audio to everything else. And we do a little clip for YouTube. So, it, you know, YouTube works great. If you can make 10 to 15 minute videos on, on educational videos, product reviews, stuff like that. That's the pretty much the extent of people's attention span, attention span yeah. for, for YouTube. That's why it is what it is, mine. And they're going to keep making that, you know, that's what the algorithms continually change on YouTube to keep people guessing. And they do that so that not one specific nerd can figure out how to manipulate YouTube and dominate it. That's another reason why it's very hard, difficult to post things to YouTube sometimes because we just don't know how it's going to work out. But I think for the most part, the the guys that have been guys and girls that have been on there for a while and they had the big channels and lots of subscribers, it's not as hard for them. Like they can just co sort of, cruise and youtube's going to continue taking care of those people so what do you think ryan yeah i mean you're always going to have the big influencers if for, if, and it's for every item that you want to look at. like people that i watch that are make a lot of money or whatever on youtube you may have never heard of because they don't are you a twitch in something you watch. are you a twitch person i do not watch twitch no i do you're, not watch you're a gamer twitch. that doesn't watch twitch i don't watch twitch <laughs> no i don't is that a form of social media in itself, or is that on YouTube? Um, I mean, I any gamer I watch is on YouTube. I'm asking about Twitch. I don't watch Twitch, so I don't know. I've never I watched Twitch. Tony, yeah. do you know? Why are no, we? No, but I can get Jacob in here, and we'll get a we'll get watch a. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. No, I don't never watch mind. Twitch. I don't want to get that deep into it. Um, <laughs> but it is. I mean, I don't even know why I'm asking that in this, yeah. in this podcast. I mean, but. I know it's a thing. It exists, but I don't know it. I don't know anything about it. I've never watched it or anything like that. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm getting hungry, and I think we need to get the hell out of here because we haven't really talked about anything different. Well, the, uh, for the metaverse people out there, though, Agreed. that do enjoy uh, Bubba's YouTube videos, and I know he has a couple fanboys out there, we do have that I'm going to put up for offer here on camera three. It's a chair right across from Bubba. I will put a camera on it. Bids start at $10,000. You can sit across <laughs> the table from Bubba all day long. Yeah. Uh, make Infinite, the check out to Cash or Ryan Anderson. That's fine. Make it out yeah, to Ryan just, Anderson. You can sit right across from Bubba all day long. Ten grand starting bid. Camera three right there. That's you. If you're 
if your management skills are as good as your uh, production <laughs> skills over there, just rip the check up you just wrote. If, if you wrote that check up, I saw an opportunity. Yeah, oh, good for you, man. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I support your entrepreneur. Yeah, I, your I want entrepreneur people to instincts. Know. I yeah. want people to know what it's like to sit across the desk from you. Are you sure? I, well, you want to, are they you sure? Want everybody else to feel that pain? <laughs> There's no refunds. I'll tell them that. Oh man, it's not looking good. <laughs> not looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, you probably didn't learn anything, but that's okay because we had fun talking about it. Thanks again, Tony, for blessing us with your sporadic internet. And it was very, it was bad today, by the way. And Ryan for sitting in the production chair. So uh, make sure you guys check us out next week also. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but I promise you it'll be equally entertaining. And thanks for tuning in.